The commandment of love of God and neighbor stand at the heart of the Catholic faith. Jesus makes it clear that all the commandments and the prophets are wrapped up in these two. When we place ourselves within the love of the Trinity, everything else falls into place. Right? Keeping the commandments becomes a burden that is easy and that is light to bear, though still a burden. I know if you've turned on the television or browsed the internet in the past week, but there was a headline that came out um, beginning of this week that read, Pope Francis endorses same-sex unions. And these news articles were reported from a documentary which filmed in 2019 in which Pope Francis was speaking about the pastoral care that needs to be given to people with same-sex attraction. It ended up that this wasn't actually what he said. That's usually the case when mainstream media reports on something that the Holy Father says. I've learned over the past seven years, however, that Pope Francis has been Pope, that when the media reports something that the Holy Father says, I should wait patiently and let all the facts come out before I react. And that was the case with this quote as well. It was actually the documentary put two quotes together and lost the context of the full quote. But what held true in it still was that the Pope was speaking of the fact that sometimes families disown and cast aside members of their family, and that this shouldn't be done, and that special care and even special legal protections should be given to prevent this. This is something he said many, many times before. So what happens often is we get caught up in the dramatic and miss the meat of what the Holy Father is trying to say in in this. Instead, we get caught up in this, is the Pope going to change church teaching on morals? Which, trust me, he's not. We haven't changed it in 2,000 years. The meat of what he's trying to express is what we heard in today's gospel. It's that commandment of love of God and love of neighbor. That before all the commandments, before any morality, before anything else, this love of God and love of neighbor comes first. When I've watched some of these interviews that the Holy Father gives, it's clear that he's trying in these interviews to interact and to have an encounter with an individual person. Most of the time, it's a person that wholeheartedly disagrees with him. And he's trying to introduce them to the living God. And there comes a risk when you do that, especially when you're doing it in a 
format in which it's good, that conversation is going to be published. But the reason he's doing it is because he wants to reach out to a wider audience. And an audience that wouldn't necessarily read papal encyclicals or apostolic exhortations or thumb through the pages of the catechism. When I was studying in seminary, I had a professor who taught us in our psychology and our pastoral counseling classes. And she would repeat over and over to us, you can only challenge someone as much as you've built a relationship with them. You can only challenge someone as much as you've built a relationship with them. She was speaking in the context of different interventions that we may have, but I think this principle holds truth in life in general. Let me use a simple example here. When I work with high school boys, I try to drill into them this principle of chivalry, right? That they should hold the doors for ladies. They should let them go first in line. They should pull out chairs. They shouldn't be jerks, etc. And when I see them not follow this, usually I'll walk up behind them and I'll say something to the extent of, come on, don't be a slob. And the young man realizes he was forgetful. He learns from the mistake. Maybe he changes his way. Now imagine if I were to do that in the general store. A man that I don't know walks in front of me, lets the door slam right in front of a lady, and I walk up to him in the aisle in the store and say, come on, you slob. Right? I'd be decked out probably. I wouldn't dream of doing that. Why does the first case work and the second not? Because there's a relationship there. The first one is known to be said with love. The second is an encounter that they don't know what's going on. Unfortunately, I think our efforts in evangelization and spreading the faith and the correction and morality in the world often look much more like the second case that I said than the first We defend the teachings of the church, which of course we should. They're true and they're worthy of defense. But we do it outside of the context of a relationship. We're unable to see the pain, the suffering, the hardship, the struggle the individuals truly encounter when they struggle with sin. We don't accompany them and walk with them to the truth. I don't know the exact full context of what the Holy Father's statement was in this interview. We were only given about a 10-second bite. However, I have read him over and over these seven years, and he has spoken many times on the topic of how we're supposed to encounter those with same-sex attraction. And his approach is no different than any other person, nor should it be. We're all sinners in the need of God's mercy. 
We're called to walk with others, to encounter them, to encounter them as a human being, to work to meet the basic needs, which the very first is that they meet us as they encounter someone who loves them because God has loved us first. One last example. A couple years ago, I was teaching um, moral theology to high school juniors. And I had a semester to walk with them and teach the moral teachings of the church. Sometimes being teenagers, teachings that they might not necessarily agree with. And they wanted to dive right in and say, Father, is this a sin? Is that a sin? Etc. And I would reply, we'll get to that. But first things are first. The study of morality had to begin with some basic principles. Very first of that was a relationship with God. Before we, if we did that before we grounded on that, morality didn't make much sense. And so it took a month or so to get through and Establish that foundation. I'm sure in that time, if a student would have recorded me during class, they would have got a numerous lovely 10-second sound bites. However, what took place was a dialogue, right? a teaching, a walking. It, you can't convince someone of morality and of the truth of the faith in a 10-second clip or even in an hour conversation. It has to be done with encounter, with accompaniment. We can only challenge someone when we've encountered someone in love. We can only truly love someone when we have first encountered the love of the Father. So what does this look like in your own life? Often I think it means holding our tongue. Of course, first it means that before we have that encounter, we need to come to prayer first. Something may be true, right? But if you haven't built the relationship and if you don't have the love for them and the love for the Father in saying it, What does St. Paul tell us about that, right? Without love, we're nothing but a resounding gone. It may mean that when our fingers on the screen and ready to post that comment on Facebook, that I don't post it. And for some of us, and I don't think this is a bad idea in the coming weeks, it may mean that we just stay off social media altogether. That might be the most merciful thing some of us could do. Again, we can only challenge someone when we've truly encountered them in love. We can only truly love someone when we first encountered the love of the Father.